now. Dan Hampton, the Hall of Fame Bears defensive tackle who specialized in making opposing quarterbacks see long white tunnels of light with ghostly lost relatives saying, go back, it was just a sack. Bradovich, the Bears legend who is picking off passes and grinding offensive linemen into powder while you are still wearing tough skins and drinking tang. Glenn Koz Kozlowski, the one-time Bears receiver who could catch a pass and a dive, then celebrate four rows up in the stands with the pretzel vendor. Mark Harmon, a confident, independent young man with skills in communication and teamwork. He's what? He's getting married. Oh, forget that. This is the Chevy Hampin' OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN Radio. Bears pregame on the air on 720 WGN. The Bears, of course, playing for pride. The Kansas City Chiefs playing for seedings. They've already won the AFC West. Hamp and OB with Kaz. We are with you till 7 o'clock tonight in your pregame show. And then after the game, 10.30 until midnight. Hamp and OB with Kaz. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Our phone number is 312-981-7200. It's the final home game. Bears a six-point underdog. Got the public address announcer Jim Rebant is uh, retiring after the game tonight. He started all the way back in 79 when a young Dan Hampton was a rookie for the Chicago Bears. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, no Akeem Hicks tonight out with the elbow injury. No Taylor Gabriel, no Bobby Massey. Prince of Mukamara is questionable with a hamstring. Danny Trevathan. Gentlemen, the season, as far as the playoffs, of course, is over. But uh, you have an opportunity to play two teams that are going to the playoffs and perhaps get yourself some momentum going into the offseason. I'm not seeing a lot of excitement right now from Hamp and OB. Well, uh, yeah, come on. Let's let's be real. And OB and I have uh, you know said this from the start. This team had an opportunity to control its destiny, and now it's out the window because of a lot of different reasons. And tonight we'll probably see some of those reasons manifest themselves once again, but... At the end of the day, you know, and I, I, I kind of brought this up the other day with Steve Cochran, and I said, you know what? I was on some teams that were not in the playoffs, and we knew we weren't going to be in the playoffs. But you know what? It's almost like a hidden hand. You separate the players. You find out who really, really wants to play and represent the Chicago Bears. You know, you know, they're like knuckleheads, and they don't care if they're playing for the playoffs. They don't care if they're playing for mm-hmm. Pro Bowl ballots and ballots. Or they, they want to beat somebody. They, they, they don't care if it's in the parking lot, in the dressing room, on the field. They don't care, OB. And hopefully we'll see a team that shows up tonight and says, Hey, Kansas City, you got all the bells and whistles and everybody that loves uh, Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff. But guess what? We want credibility and we're going to go out there and we're going to take it to you and we're going to see if you can stand up to the monsters. Of the midway. Did the Eagles win? The, the Eagles, OB, are, are it's 10-6 in the third quarter right now. Philly's on top of the Cowboys. Well, Dan, I, you know, and looking, <clears throat> coming from last year to this year, <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me, and seeing what went on from the last game against the Philadelphia Eagles here, and then what they did in the offseason, and then going through the season. Game after game after game. And the only thing that I see 
that just totally and completely jumps out at me is this is an inept coaching staff. I'm not going to put this on all the players. They're there to play, and we've got some pretty damn good football players, kids that give it, give it their all. But they have not been put offensively and defensively in a position, and I mean especially offensively, to win a game. You had all last season to correct what you did in that loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoff game at home. You had a chance to change the offense. You had a chance to move Trubisky out. You kept him in the pocket. We won 11 of the 12 games on defense. The only game offensively last year we won was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tampa Bay played the nobody cover, nobody defense. It was our defense that took us. And our defense is still good enough to take us to the Super Bowl. And I believe they'll be good enough next year to take us to the Super Bowl. Trubisky has not progressed. And you know who really hasn't progressed and understands the situation of what's going on here? Our head coach, Matt Nagy. You watch the plays that this guy calls from game to game to game. You watch his plays, his calls that he makes in the red zone from the 20-yard line, 10-15, 5-yard line, 2-yard line. He doesn't know what he's doing. And these guys are out there fighting, giving everything they can, and that's what I see. Poor coaching, and that has put us beginning of the, at the, during the offseason, the beginning of the season, and to where we're at right now. Poor, poor coaching by Nagy and his staff. That's the way I feel about it. And in light of the, the last week's proceedings, I think it's obvious that we need to start uh, um, um, filing charges of obstruction of offense against Matt Nagy before, <laughs> before the end of the year. Well, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to break it all apart, but you're exactly right, OB. But, oh, you know, looking at, at this game, does he have a chance for a reprieve and to say, hey, who's okay, he? I'm talking about Matt Nagy and being able to. If you watched the game last night against the uh, between the Rams and the 49ers, the Rams' offense was very, very similar to the offense we need to be running. It was a lot of bootlegs and a lot of motion and all kinds of different stuff, letting the quarterback get out on the edge, make plays, and the Rams showed us the roadmap of what we should be and what we should become. Will we get a glimpse of that tonight? How many times did I say that? Last year, get him out of the potluck, bootleg him, move the pocket, make the kid active. Let's hear a soundbite, I think, that is along the lines of what you guys are talking about as far as Matt Nagy's been under the uh, the microscope a little bit more this season, so has the quarterback. This was Nagy talking about this earlier this week. He's growing, and he's learning. Um, he's gone through a lot. And, and we've gone through a lot. So I'm just uh, I'm very proud of the way he's handled himself throughout. Uh, I think he'll tell you uh, the words I've, the word I've been using is mentally callous. We've all been. But um, we, we know that we want to we continue to grow as fast as we can. And so um, we're, all, we're all trying to do that as best as we can. Mentally callous, the word he's using. You two have mentally, along with a bunch of other people in this town, you have mentally callous both the head coach and the quarterback. What do you think? And they they deserve it, you know. It, when when you start looking at the offensive picture and 
again, the the great coaches, they have a simple philosophy. Find out what our guys can do and then let them do it. And then, you know what? The indictment came, I think, in week uh, uh, 9 or 10 when we actually had – some success running the ball, which has to be the foundation of what this offense needs to, you know, grow to. We got to be able to run the ball. And hey, listen, running the ball forever and a day. And I know OB says it's a passing league, but you've got to be balanced. You can't just do one. You've got to have a certain, you know, ability to, to keep people honest. Well, the top five rushing teams thus far this year, they're all going to the playoffs. So it's still important. But at the end of the day, Matt Nagy refusing to build this offense in a structure that where we could use play action and bootlegs and and make people respect what we could do on the ground. He never did that. And basically... It's been up for grabs, and here they come after the quarterback. Let, let, Obi, let's take a quick timeout, or we could come back with your thoughts on that. And uh, there, could it be coaching? Uh, well, <laughs> coaching is a, obviously – we'll keep on teeing that up. And there is the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet, which is Patrick Mahomes versus Mitchell Trubisky tonight. That'll, We're going to hear a lot about that tonight. Y- yes, we are. And you know what? Justifiably so. Absolutely. That kid's the reigning MVP. Watch yep. our guy. Two-time Pro Bowl. Get him to hand out toys or something. Right. This week, Chicago's best dedicated to making your early mornings easier. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. Get ready for Chicago's best breakfast, Sunday night at 10 on WGN-TV. Uh, do we have a, a quick second here? Sure, I'll you, I'm just going to say this. Just all week I've heard this Maggie since, the last, since last week. We're on a roll. We're rolling. These last two games, we're rolling. Trubisky's this. He's that. He's getting better. He's doing this. He's doing that. Mike, you know what this guy reminds me of? He should be a ringleader in a traveling circus, a one, a one ring circus with that top hat and a satin red shirt. A and carnival get the hell out of this town. We'll hear from Trubisky coming on back here. Hampton will be till seven. Bears and Chiefs at Soldier Field post game tonight as well. Seven twenty WGN. The comparisons are out there, and they're never going to stop. Um, kind of me, Pat, and, and, and uh, Deshaun are kind of all grouped together because we're in the same draft class, drafting the first round and, um, and all that. But uh, there, there's no do-overs. We are where we are. Um, our careers are going in different paths, and, and they will for the rest of the time, and they're always going to be compared against each other. So it's just kind of just the nature of the beast. But um, I'm in competition with myself, just trying to be the best version of me, go out there and uh, win games for the Chicago Bears. And um, it's just something that I can't control. And uh, it is what it is, but um, pretty two two good guys uh, to be in, in comparison with, and um, just competing with, and hopefully we just uh, keep getting better and help the league. Keep getting better and help the league. Two guys that are good to be compared with. Who's the only one comparing him to Patrick Mahomes? Is Trubisky comparing himself to those two guys? Well, that's where that's the point where I think it's just kind of funny that he's missing. That's hysterical. You're, you're not actually being you're, compared to them. Like they're not comparing Ryan Leaf to Peyton Manning. Manning. See what 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 he does not understand or comprehend is the fact that he was the first one taken. So implicitly, he's supposed to be not only the best, but a hell of a lot better than he is. He must. I mean, again, you almost feel sorry for you for the kid because it's like he's su- suffering from some kind of a dementia where he thinks oh we're all you know we're all just you know we're all working to get hard uh, get better and working hard and and all the, those platitudes it, that means nothing this is his third season 
And the other two, their accomplishments speak for themselves. Unfortunately, this kid is still, you know, dealing in psycho battle. And, and, and unfortunately, we've said this. It's like he's been coddled and he doesn't, he doesn't have a, a, a true grasp on reality, Obi. Well, I'll tell you what. This kid, Trubisky, I, 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 from day one, I told you, that that'll go down probably as the worst draft mistake in the history of the NFL draft, and 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 our our great general manager Pace, who who found this kid out. By the way, he didn't even bother to interview Deshaun Watson. Never even went after him. Two time Pro Bowler. Bears will see him next year. Bears and the Texans. Go ahead. Well, here's here's what Trubisky says about himself to this day. Now he said. I'm still, he says, I'd, I'd say I'm developing. Obviously, it doesn't always show in the statistical categories, but I feel like I've earned, I've learned a lot throughout the season. I've gotten more comfortable in certain areas. I definitely have grown, I've definitely grown as a leader, liar, being able to speak up. Yeah, you got a big mouth. Getting closer with coach. Yes, you do. You guys hug each other all day and being on the same page, communicating and being more involved in the game plan and the checks throughout the game. Puke. I, I go ahead, Hamp. No, I, I you know again. I, I know a lot of, of the listeners. You know they want to say we're a little bit hard on him, but folks, this isn't uh, high school football or college football. This is professional. You are paid to be the best, to be exemplary, and to lead your team to wins, and that equates into championships. And uh, unfortunately, this kid. He, I don't think he gets it. I, I, I swear, I don't think he gets well, it. Let me. Well, they're still talking about it. the coach says it. And he said, "I'm still developing." You're 25 years old. This is the end of three seasons. What do you mean you're developing? How? In a passing game, in a running game, in your generalship as as being a, the top quarterback here in Chicago? You got to be kidding me! And the frustration that I have—it's year after year. After a year, it's been 34 years. And for all you great fans out there, when the hell is enough enough and somebody start taking these people out? I'll tell you, it's an absolute joke. And as far as I see, this guy, Matt Nagy, let him and Trubisky get on a slow boat to China, please. Well, a couple things on that, because I, you know, I was looking back through history, and the Bears... Drafted a young man by the name of Dan Hampton in 1979. And then Otis Wilson came along, Keith Van Horn came along, they drafted McMahon four, oh, fourth overall in 82. And if he had stayed healthy, who knows what would have happened. But you look at the 83 draft, right? And the Bears had the 6th and the 18th pick. They took Jimbo Covert, who should be in the Hall of Fame, number 6 overall. I think you agree with that, Hamp, don't you? Oh, yeah. And Willie Gall at 18. Well, that guy Dan Marino went 27th to the Dolphins that year. Now, Hamp, if you had played your career, no disrespect to Jim McMahon or whatever, but if you had played your career with, with Dan Marino, how many Super Bowls does that team win? Well, I mean, but again, this is all, you know, just, it's what if. I, you know, obviously, this being the, the Christmas season, you know, I, I'm the king of re-gifting. I, I, I'm really bad about it. I don't want anything, and somebody gives, I, I'm bad about regifting. Don't you think it would be great if we could regift the draft <laughs> and say, okay, you know, you gave us Trubisky, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna give him to you, and we're gonna take Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, you can't do that. Now, at, at some point, you know, there's a lot of 
what would you say, facets to this whole, you know, Trubisky-Nagy duo. Matt Nagy has done himself no favors this year. Last year, he was he was coach of the year. Think about that. A lot of it because of the defense and Vic Fangio and the hidden hand of leading the league with all those turnovers, creating easy scoring opportunities. But now, here you are in the light of day, and you're you know you're looking at this team and you're saying what have we accomplished this season it, it essentially this is this not you know it has has not only been a wasted season but here now the the frustration and futility and a couple of your really stud players on defense they're injured and they couldn't complete the year how many more are going to start getting nicked up and hurt next year or the next year you know the window closes every year and that's what has been the, really the saga and the sad saga of this year is this was a perfect opportunity and you know what Unfortunately, Nagy and and so much of what they try to do in offense this year has squandered it. 41st start tonight for Mitchell Trubisky. Career passer rating of 84.2. That's 25th in the NFL right now. Go ahead, OB. No, I was just saying, you know, that you sit here and there, there's so many, so much negative stuff. I mean, it's 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 incredible here. And and when when you sit here and think, I'm going 12 and 4. All right, we lost the playoff game to the Eagles. And by the way, I think the Eagles are winning. They might be back in the playoffs. But anyways, wouldn't you think of how poor we were offensively last year, of how poor we were, we couldn't convert on third downs. Do you remember that? We couldn't score touchdowns. Do you remember that? And what have we done this year? We come out. We don't score touchdowns. We don't convert on third down. I do believe we lead the league in three and outs. If not, we're damn close to it. And so what have we done to try to make our offense better with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback from last year to this year with a super defense that could take us to the Super Bowl? And what do you see, folks? What do you see? You see the same, same damn stuff that you saw last year. And after these games, a loss after loss after loss, that, yeah, we're getting there. Where he's got to be developing, I'm developing, we're all developing. I got his back, you got my back. Mitchie's got, I mean, I tell you what, it gets, it, it's enough is enough, okay? The coaches didn't take this offense. They had, let's call it step one last year. They never even got close to step two to win a Super Bowl this year. What you saw from week to week, it is what it is, folks. But, you know, think about this. It's all about winning games. Winning games. And we could go back and, you know, dredge up the loss to the Raiders, the loss to the Chargers, all those things. What about last week? All I heard all week, two things. How how deflated the team was after Cordell Patterson's horrible call on the punt return where he forced a fumble and the Bears got it, and yet we were called for a penalty a phantom penalty, which should have never been called. But the whole team kind of laid back and deflated. And and what do we do? We score one, one measly touchdown in that game. In two contests against our arch rival, the Green Bay Packers, in 120 minutes of NFL football, we score one touchdown. That is all you can say when you when you strip it away and you look at the bottom line. The bottom line is, have we done anything to get better? I don't think the answer is yes. Danny, that's all we did last year. We couldn't score touchdowns. 
against the Eagles in a playoff. We never scored a touchdown. We open up with Green Bay. What did we score? One touchdown or no touchdown? Zero. Zero touchdowns. That's been the problem, folks. We can't convert on third down, and we don't score touchdowns. Now, whose fault is it? Really, whose fault is it? Let's come on back with our guy, Glenn Kozlowski. Our phone number is 312-981-7200. Play a sound by coming back here, too. Matt Nagy talking about the advantages that Patrick Mahomes had in Kansas City that he did not or was different Please, in Chicago. Give me a break. There we, we'll, we'll, play, we'll play that coming on back here. Are you serious? Yeah, we're going to talk about that, OB. So I got some good stuff for you today here. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. Being able to have that, that redshirt year and learn, learn how to watch tape, you know, learn how to practice. Learn how to draw plays up and learn, you know, things that maybe he didn't do as much of in, in college. Well, it's the same thing with, with any quarterback, let alone Mitch, you know. So, and then, um, you know, now I come in last year and you have to, everybody, so the coaches too have to learn this, this offense. You know, this offense isn't in place for all these years. You got to learn how to practice, all that stuff. So, there's a, a Every story is different. Every timeline is different. And for those two, it, en- it ends up being that way just because of the two situations they're in. There you go, Matt Nagy, talking about the timelines and basically saying that, hey, it was, it was a huge benefit for Patrick Mahomes to sit behind Alex Smith, be coached by Andy Reid, have Mike Kafka in the room, learn from a veteran, whereas this, this guy... Why, why, why doesn't he just indict himself a little bit more? <laughs> Think about this. What, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. Boy, they're really struggling, right? I mean, I'm just saying. It happens. Folks, the field is 53 yards wide, 100 yards long, 11 guys on each side, offense is offense. And you know what? Okay, the system, blah, blah, blah. Well, shame on him for not playing this damn kid in the preseason, giving him at least a fighting chance. It's seeing what real-time adjustments have to be, you know, accomplished. I, you know, again, every – but, see, we, here we are just back carping and, and picking, but – you know, I, well, we don't like excuses. What else are you exactly. going to do? But we, nobody likes the excuses. The greatest coach. We got the greatest quarterback. Right, they're so far off the charts, it's unbelievable. It, it, and it, here's Nagy again with his excuses. It's excuse after excuse after excuse. Well, he's, he's saying that, hey, just give us a little bit more time. Let's bring in the Cos man, Glenn Kozlowski, on his own show. Hampo being Cos with you till 7 o'clock tonight, our pregame. And then after the game tonight at 10.30 till midnight. Kazi. What do you think of that soundbite from uh, Matt Nagy, who is obviously very, very close friends with the guy you know well and Andy Reid? Yeah, he is. And you know, you look at this game, you say, okay, well, can't uh, you know Andy's maybe going to throw a little sugar to his uh, guy because he's a loyal coach. He's a really smart coach too. But it's not going to happen. They <laughs> they have to have the number three spot, or else it gets rough. So they're going to bring it tonight. Um, you know, Nagy is Nagy. Uh, I'm listening to a guy that makes up things. He, you know, he, he gives great explanations, but I wish he would listen to himself once and then write it down because what he says is really smart, but he doesn't do it, guys. That's the problem. Here's a guy telling us, oh, yeah, you got to do this, got to do that. But then he doesn't play the kid, doesn't play him in preseason, doesn't put him in these situations. So, yeah, it, it you know, it's uh, mind-numbing. You watch them up in Green Bay, um, you're thinking, hey, this is not a great uh, Green Bay Packer team, but our quarterback 
is so inept at times that it's just embarrassing. And, he, you know, fourth down and six, he can't throw a, a simple hitch route. Think about that, right? I mean, the guy just turned around on the inside. It's a hitch route. He throws it too far to the, the inside, and the guy misses it. I mean, this is the stuff that Dan's talking about, I'm talking about, Ed's talking about, and it drives us nuts, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, We're there... stuck with this guy, and it's, it's stupid, but we are. What are we going to do? Last week, last season went by the wayside, you know, and, yep. and I assume everybody, when you go to play to this game at this level and you make a team, there's only one thing on your mind to win a world championship. And I'll tell you what, it, 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 it was what it was. It was 12 and four. We got in the playoffs, et cetera. We lost. My God, those coaches should have been at this tooth and nail. The day after that loss to Philadelphia here at home, they should have been tooth and nail trying to figure out how can we get better defensively because why you had your defensive coordinator leave. Offensively, you know we struggled on third down. Last year, just like this year, we probably again lead the league in three and outs. We don't convert on third down. That should have been worked on the day after from last year. Folks, you know what we did though, Ed. Instead, and Mark, I, I don't mean to jump in here and cut everybody off. What we did is we showed our kicker double doinking. Now, how does that motivate players when their kicker double doinks that we got rid of anyway? Who cares? We lost a game against Philadelphia because we couldn't score points. We couldn't score touchdowns. That's why we lost. I, I Plain and simple. No other excuse for it, and that's why we lost. And and again, just to kind of you know reiterate what uh, Ob said was instead of them redoubling their efforts after seeing exactly. the the Achilles heel of this team being you know the play at, at quarterback and efficiency at that position, we don't you know we keep double talking and don't do anything to correct it now. Uh, all week we heard about oh Trubisky, you know he's turning the corner and he's he's got look at his numbers. He's I'm so developing. sick of yeah, I'm sick of these numbers. Think about this. Last week against Green Bay, it at, at halfway through the second quarter, our offense had generated all of 103 passing yards after two and a half quarters, and we had scored three points, and then. All of a sudden, Green Bay scores on back-to-back five-play drives. Thank you, defense. But at the end of the day, hey, they start playing a soft cover two, and he piles up a bunch of garbage yardage, 220 yards or something. And then, oh, we almost won at the end with that that circus, you know, at play. I, I'm just saying, they, it's like they're delusional. They weren't going to win. They still had to convert the two-point conversion to tie. But the point so is, give me they, a break. They, they, a what they, you're right, Dan. What, what they think they right. are. And and what they are able to achieve on a weekly is completely different in reality. So back to tonight. Cause your point about Andy Reid is very good, which is that he's, you know, he's a, he's an old sage. He knows what's up and he understands the dilemma of, of Matt Nagy. He has to win. They have to win they, tonight. They, they, they mean, absolutely the, the, have to. But here's the other. The, I, I guess the part about this equation is, you know, what is what is Nagy going to do? You know, we always talk about these. You know, you know the mentor and the disciple and and this and that. I, I'm just saying tonight is a chance for this team to go out and say, yeah, you know what. 
we we did a victory lap when we didn't have a right to. We weren't prepared, and you know what? That's it blew back in our face, and we all are 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 you know not only sad about it but embarrassed. But will they go out tonight and do the things they have to do? To beat a, a, a quality NFL football team. I don't know. I think all these excuses are leading up to them just saying, hey, you know, oh, uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid, they had a big head start. So, they, you know, they, they oh, have yeah, a right to be more proficient. He's than played more games in the NFL than those two guys have. Trubisky I, I has played it. more games in the NFL. And I'm going to go back again to what I just said because I think it's damn important. When they finished last year, like, this coaching staff didn't know what the problem was. And they, in meetings, et cetera, et cetera, had all the time in the world to figure it out, bring these kids in, install new plays offensively, new theories on how to attack offensively, and you had the exhibition season to, put, to implement it, to make it work. And you never did it. You sent these kids out unprepared. And I, I just said those up, words, Ed. and I'll say them again. You sent them out unprepared to start the 2019 season, Aggie. And whose fault is it? Pal, it's yours and your coaches, buddy. Yeah, 100%. Because not only did they set them up, but they blamed it on the kicker that was no longer there. I mean, showing that you know double doink over and over again, what do you accomplish by that? Well, hey, guys, score more than seven points in a game. Maybe you can win on offense, Glenn, right? It's just so stupid. This Nagy's a double talker. You know what? He, he talks out of both sides of his mouth. You know, it's this, I can do this, he's going to do that, we're on a roll, it's this, it's that. Ah, Jesus. Well, well you know, in the last best. ten, everything's going to be great. Yeah. But he can't make a fourth down throw on fourth and six on basically a hitch route where the guy sits down on the inside and you just hit him right in his damn chest. You hit him in his chest, he's going to catch the ball. Even if he doesn't want to, he catches the ball. Right? Absolutely. And I'm talking about Green Bay last week early. I believe it was the second quarter, or maybe at the end of the first quarter where we went for it on fourth and six. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? How I can make that throw, and I'm I'm old, and I could barely throw the ball more than eight yards, but I could throw that pass. It wasn't hard. I think it's interesting when you're talking about the kicking part of it, Kaz. It's not just that they played the double doink. They brought in seven thousand kickers. They what? had they had a million different tryouts. They made it bigger than it was. I I, I do think there's something to that. They were they were. Delusional. They were kidding themselves about it. Like if we just had the kicker, we would have we would have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you weren't. There's no ch- guarantee you were going down in New Orleans. You're going to win on the road and get to the Super Bowl. Come, come on, man. That, that's it's ridiculous. Well, and, and you only scored seven points on offense. And as much as it pains me to admit this, Ed was screaming about it last year, Dan, and you and I kind of saw. We kind of soft shelled it a little bit, saying, "Well, you know, they still had a, you know, they still were in position to win." But the truth is, you score seven points on offense, you don't deserve to go to the Super Bowl. That's how it works. It's well, pretty simple. And I think it's fair to say, ever since uh, Nagy has been uh, removed from the Kansas City equation, they flourished. Okay, <laughs> say what you will. What has our defense flourished without Vic Fangio? I'm just saying, things like this they matter, but. Regardless, we are what we are with who we have 
coaching and playing. Here's the one thing. In the 10 years of this decade, 2010 through this year, we've had four different head coaches. And you know what? Not one of them, not one of them had a clue about how to develop an NFL prolific offense. And, you know, I guess it's a lot harder. That is true. Yeah, think about it. You know, we we know what Lovey was, which was, you know, with Jay Cutler. But think, hey, it's not like we are without armaments. Hey, Alvin Robinson is 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 going over a thousand yards for the first uh, player in what you know six seven years since Alshon every did it back in fourteen. Every team would take him right now. Yeah, he's he can play for one on every team other than New Orleans. Yeah, probably. And, and you know what? It, 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 and Miller has flashed different things, but you know what? This this lack of rhythm and rhyme has 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 basically played against not only the team, but it's it's really hurt this kid at quarterback. Real quickly here. This these last two games, Glenn, these last two games, one at home here tonight and the one up in Minnesota. We've never played big boy football. We've never stretched the field. When we got into the red zone, we've never gone to try to score a touchdown, to throw the ball into the end zone. Nagy, you've got two games to let this kid go. Let this offense go. Go down the field. Move him out of the pocket. And for God's sakes, try to win a game. Quick time. Alcazi, you sticking around or we can talk to you in the postgame? What's that? Are you sticking around or are you going to talk to you in the postgame? Whatever you guys want. I'm here at least till the top of the hour. All right, hang on, my friend. Let's come on back with Kaz, and I'm gonna. I, I got a little bit more with Nagy and, and Andy Reid, which uh, guys had a hell of a run here in Kansas City trying to win a Super Bowl this year. They nearly did it last year, albeit if they had gotten a coin flip against the Patriots, maybe they would have taken them down. I've heard from a couple of people that right now, right now, the, the Chiefs are on the move. They could be your secret pick for the Super Bowl champ. Coming on back here, seven twenty WGN. Yeah, he's just a calming presence. I mean, he's somebody that I that I trust. Um, you know, as a as a friend, as a mentor, uh, the amount of trust that I have for him and the experience, the life experiences, and the coaching experiences that he's been through, and then the experiences that we've been through together for so many years. He's he's really he's taught me to to be who I am as a coach. And taught me to to be myself as a as a human being. And so, when those times arise where you need a little bit of advice for somebody that's been through something, he's the guy I go to. And um, he's been phenomenal through that stretch where we were having a difficult. You guys know that I told you that. So I just appreciate that more than anything. And and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. That's that's Matt Nagy talking about Andy Reid, who got him into the NFL 2008, hired as an intern with the Philadelphia Eagles. You think about Andy Reid's, you know, the coaching tree is endless, and of course, Matt Nagy's in there as well, but quarterbacks that he's coached, Hamp, 22 seasons, he had Brett Favre in his prime, he had Donovan McNabb, he had Michael Vick, he had uh, Alex Smith, he had Patrick Mahomes, There's, he's doing something right over there. And essentially, all of those names would not have been names if they were not developed correctly and allowed to do... Michael Vick can't play the game like Brett Favre did. Right. And Alex Smith can't do what Michael Vick does. But all of them were able to flourish because of being smart and creative and allowing them to use their you know he you know all this spouting oh be you be let the damn kid be who he is. He's not going to be Peyton Manning in the pocket. And again, we talked I I brought this up watching that Ram offense last night and and in so many ways, it just made me mad 
that we're we're paying these guys, these offensive coordinator and quarterback coaches, and all these offensive line, all, millions and millions and millions of dollars, and we have this r- r- offense without rhyme, reason, our our results on a weekly basis. And, you know, keep calling Andy Reid because if you think he's going to give you the answer, obviously he's not. It's been two years. You haven't got it yet. <laughs> Tazi, what, what, what's your thoughts on, you know, I, we mentioned it before, you, you know Andy well. You're here in He's Matt- one of my dearest friends. I've right. known him since I was a kid. You know, in uh, freshman year in college, he failed me in Spanish. You know, he taught me a lesson by failing me. But point of it is, look, He's he is a great coach. He's one of the top four coaches in the NFL right now. He just is as a head coach. But that doesn't mean that his assistants are going to be great. Um, most of them have gone on and have done really well. But, you know, Matt Nagy, I, I, I'm telling you, if you think about the whole thing with him, Andy didn't give up control of the offense until, what, week 15, 14? Of the year before, you know, we hired Matt Nagy. So, Dan and Ed, think about that. Here's the guy. He's really smart. He, he's one of the best coaches. He's going to know how to do things. He didn't give up control until the end of the year. What does it tell you about this guy? Well, and essentially right? it blew up in his face <laughs> because they had a 20-point lead at halftime in a playoff game and didn't score another point and lost to the Tennessee Titans. So Three first his, downs, his, his, and they win the game, yeah, basically. Yeah. Three first downs, right? Yeah, and 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 again, you know, this is two years ago now where we're regurgitating it. And I, I know we, we, we need to talk a little bit more focused about tonight's game. But it's hard, especially when you start bringing in, you know, this equation of Andy Reid and now his reigning MVP quarterback, and we look what Nagy – and Trubisky can't even get on the same stage with. Look at the game tonight and the game next week, okay, which I just alluded to about five minutes ago. Let me tell you something. You, you haven't done it. You didn't do it last year. You haven't done it all year since you've been here, Nagy. All right? Let's see what this kid has got. Let's see if he can throw the ball 40, 50 yards down the field to a deep post pattern, a skinny post, a hitch and go, a fly pattern. Let's attack downfield. What the hell do we have to lose? We have nothing to lose. Open up that offense, move that quarterback out of there, and go after him. Why? This is what we have to do because our defense is going to be there. I don't know what – they'll never play a real bad game, but they're there week after week after week. What the problem has been the offense. And again, I'll say it again one more time. Two games left, Aggie. Let that kid go. Get the hell out of his way. Open the field up, go down the field, and try to score a touchdown. And he can't do it, though. The sad part is when we have seen him throw it long, unfortunately, it is his worst throw. I mean, he throws it out of bounds half the time. He he doesn't even give his receiver a chance to cast a damn thing. So it's hard to – I mean, I I, I get what you're saying, Ed, and you're right. It's – we, well, we've got to know. Part is the tough part is you're right. We got to allow. You got to find out. Can he do this, Glenn? On a consistent. Can he do this? And my guess is he can't. But at least let's find it out. We got two weeks. Throw the ball downfield. Let's try to attack downfield and see what happens. That's I mean, what I'm, That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Let's see what the kids got. 
Let and, and if he throws an interception in the first quarter, don't worry about it. Keep yeah, attacking. Throw it again. Keep, Keep attacking. And let's see in two games is he qualified? Can he do it? Because what's seven and nine or nine and seven? Does anybody really care? And let's call it what it is. If Minnesota beats Green Bay on Monday night, they are going to be they're going to be going crazy and attacking the Bears. If they lose to Green Bay. It doesn't matter. They're going to the playoffs, and they're going to rest all their starters. I mean, let's just call it what it is. So you have two games where you really have a chance, really one game for sure, where you're going to get a good effort from Kansas City because they want to hang on to the number three seed because they did lose to the Texans. So they have to win this and stay one game ahead. It's important for them. All right, and you know what? And I guess, you know, the uh... – the the big hidden question here is at what point does does this marriage of Nagy Trubisky start to fracture? And we thought you know a couple of weeks you know after uh, the Green Bay game when Trubisky came out and said I I should have been out of the pocket more and you know, we should have called more plays for me out of the box. so I think we're starting to see it. But at some point, self preservation will take over and Nagy will start realizing. And and think about this, Trubisky. You know, he has some great throws, and then it's followed by really bad decisions and flat-out misses. And at some point, the coach knows this, and he can't expose that to the rest of the world. Some, maybe that's why we don't see this on a regular, consistent basis. To, but at some right? point, we're going to have to see it one way or the other. Kazi, we'll talk to you after the game, my friend. You got it, guys. And I'm sorry, we got everybody fired up. I mean, I want the Bears to win. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. But it's so frustrating because we have a defense that could carry us all the way to the Super Bowl. And we have no offense. And that's what we brought this guy in to do. And that's what Ed, myself, and Dan are frustrated with. Talk to you right? after the game, my friend. All right, all right see you guys. Okay, Bye. there's the Cosman. Adam Ho coming up at the 6 o'clock hour here till 7, 7.20 WGN. Never one person, it's never one play, not placing blame. Um, just felt like it, overall it wasn't enough. So uh, we, we just got to continue to pull together. I mean, you guys are going to continue to write us off, and um, but we got to go back to work this week, continue to pull together as a team, um, just continue to work hard and, and, and be a family like we are. So uh, tough one. That's how it is. It doesn't matter. That's a loss. So you feel that, but you try to learn from it, get better, and keep growing as a team. That was Mitchell Trubisky after the loss last week against the Packers when it was officially all over. You know, he said in there, Hamp, you guys are going to write us off. Um, no, they wrote themselves off who's, by their lack of, of production. You're off. Yeah, you're, you're, you're out. <laughs> you're done. You're through. Hey, delusional, uh, you know, young man. You need to get a reality check. And you know what? Buddy Ryan used to say, hey, trying hard doesn't get it done. You got to win. It's a win-lose proposition. Trying hard, yeah, you're expected. You're paid to play. That That's the bare minimum of expectations. By the way, before we get going here, we're going to get to a call. I just want to say something. And, folks, uh, you know, I just want to say this. Uh our, our dear friend, Steve Cochran, no longer going to be with us here on WGN Radio, and he's been a friend a long time. And I want you to just know this. He's, he's a great guy. 
He's a Chevy man, a Chevy spokesman. He's an icon, a, a golfer, a prankster, joker, stand-up comedian. He's he's jack of all trades, and I've I've really enjoyed my time with him. You know, I've got up early, Ob, the last six years <laughs> to do his Monday and Friday morning radio segments, and it's not fun getting up after you know we're going to get home after one o'clock tonight. But hey, I did it because. I really enjoyed our time together, and I just wish him the best, and uh, and he'll 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 do fine. But anyway, we just you know I wanted to say we love Steve Cochran. Well, I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere, Dan. You know, Merry just a Merry Christmas and a healthy twenty. My first you ever know, good luck. Godspeed, my friend. My first ever internship was with Steve at, uh, up the dial a little bit, and he sent me out to. Uh, find carol marine on her last night at channel five and so i was i was down on lower whacker i'm a young kid i think like you know i'm i don't know where i'm at this doesn't look like it take you to get fired (laughs) not that long it'll be (laughs) not that long at all uh but i you know i'm filling in for dave on the morning show so i work with steve a ton too and i i share the sentiments you just said ham all right but on we go onward it's hey this is is the business of radio this is uh uh, yeah all right moving along mike on the north side welcome to 720 wgn hamp ob and cos with you till seven o'clock on our pregame show go ahead mike you've been waiting patiently all right thanks for taking my call i'm going to try to explain the logic behind coach nagy it's going to be hard it's not right but maybe this will save you some agita get the paddles ready for ob because he's going to go nuts but this is the problem with Coach Nagy and his quarterback, St. Mitchell, the patron saint of utter failure. This year, he rested him in the preseason, and he saved him for the season. Now, he talks about progression. I'm afraid next year, he's going to rest him in the whole season and save him for the playoffs. And the following year, he's not even going to play the playoffs. They're going to rest him for sainthood. But this is what we're stuck with. Mike? You waited an hour to say that. Props for the creativity. And we're going to give you, because of your patience, a $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant. Family-owned and operated with the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. They ship to 50 states, home of the Bartolini 10-pound meatball sandwich challenge. Their newly renovated bar and dining room offers 24 beers on tap, including many local brews. Visit Bartolini's.com. I know, OB, you're ready for dinner tonight. No, you know what? And what Mike was talking about, and and it's since Nagy's been here, and it's and it's it happened all last year during the off season training camp exhibition and now we're going into the what fifteenth game here and again what is it we don't convert on third downs and we don't score touchdowns it's the same thing week after week after week and now and you think we don't have a problem we've got a huge problem gentlemen. And it's with this coaching staff. I'll give the players all the credit in the world. They're out there fighting. But, my God, they've got to be led. They've got to be put in position. You've got to take advantage of what a defense gives you and how to attack a field. 53 yards wide, 100 yards long. You've got to attack. You've got to go after people. We don't do it. And then you wonder why we are where we are? You wonder why we can't beat the good teams? That's well, the reason why. Yeah, and you know, our criticism obviously is the majority is on the offensive side, but you got to throw the defense in there a little bit. Come on, that game last week, and again, it, it, it was. A, a, I mean, you're hanging by your fingernails, and we go in. Uh, what were we down seven three at the half, and um, the uh, the Packers come out. They get the ball and they go five plays for a touchdown, and then on the 
on the next possession, they go five plays for a touchdown. And at some point, you've got to say, okay, number one, why can we not make certain adjustments? But more importantly, and I know you're saying the players are playing hard, but I, I got to tell you, Mukamara diving in front of the uh, the uh, the running back and then not even trying to wrap up, uh, you know, the the, the 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 guy with the the ball carrier. I mean, and and Eddie Jackson whiffing on on uh, certain plays. I, I there's you know this defense and everybody wants to and it's it's not sour grapes. You know, last year we tipped our cap and said they were they were terrific. This year, I don't see it. I don't see it. And you know what? It, you know, from top to bottom, now it's starting to all kind of decay. A lot of the things we did well last year, rushing the passer, turnovers, uh, tackling, all that, it's, it's starting to wane. And you know what? It all emanates from this, this one precept, which is, hey, there's 53 guys on the team. Everybody gets treated the same. Oh, except the coach coddles the quarterback. It's just a matter of time till everybody else says, I don't need to put my head in there and wrap him up because, hey, Trubisky gets to throw the ball on the ground and everybody says it's okay. You know, the, the, the thing that's really bothersome about this is, is what we gave up to get, what uh, Pace gave up to get this kid Trubisky in here. And, and again, you've had three years of it with this kid, okay? I don't see the improvement. Nothing in there shows me that he could dominate as a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers. When you go play Green Bay, when you play New England, Tom Brady, those quarterbacks can take you out in a New York second. They can take you out, turn a game on a dime. We cannot do that. They can. So anytime you go up to Green Bay and you're playing even with them, just remember the fact that that kid could take you out and any second on any play, same thing with Tom Brady. That's why those people are where they are. Those teams are where they are, capable and quality coaching, and we don't have it. And I don't care if people like it, dislike it, or whatever. I'm telling you, it's right in front of you, folks. Tom Brady, free agent at the end of the year. Maybe the Bears will make a call. Make Sundays your official night to tour the city. Watch Chicago's Best at 10 p.m. Stick around. For the latest in shopping, entertainment, and events on Sea Chicago at 10.30 p.m. on WGN-TV. Adam Hoag's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, and the running back last week, Hamp, I, I, I'm not sure if it was Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams. Either way, Packers rushed for 100 yards last week. They ha- they were not uh, the, the Bears' defense. But there were busted. There, there was missed tackles and enabled the Packers to go in five plays, 63 yards for a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. That's, That's inexcusable. We have Montgomery, what, from Iowa State? Yeah. We draft, move up to get him in the third round, and we get rid of Jordan. What do we get for Jordan Howard? Six-round draft pick. A six-round draft pick. Wouldn't you rather have Jordan here? And with Montgomery, a one-two punch in the backfield makes sense. All right, I know he, I know Jordan has a tough time catching a ball, but I tell you what, he's a hell of a better runner than Montgomery is. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. By the way, if you want to jump on in, your Hampton will be with Costil seven on seven twenty WGN. Individual comparisons, um, whether it's me and Coach, or it's the quarterbacks, or it's their D lineman and our D lineman, their their outside you know rush end and ours and safety versus all that stuff. Um, that's that's trouble. So for uh, that, that's how I handle it. We don't even talk about it. Matt Nagy, 
We don't even talk about comparisons, Dan Hampton. You know why? Because it wouldn't really look good if we were talking about comparisons right there. By the way, uh, news coming out of Soldier Field. Prince of Murkamara will play tonight. He's active. LaShawn McCoy is not for the Chiefs. Adam Hogue will be joining us from Soldier Field uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you know, and, and quite honestly, uh, as a coach, you can't say, wow, I sure would like to you know, have that quarterback. Well, it's, it's human nature. You know, you drive down the street and you see a guy swing by in a Ferrari or something. Wow, I'd like. How can he just get up there and say that he doesn't make comparisons? You know, as a player, and I've told this story a number of times, but it's so true. If if you do not try to measure up with your opposition, then what are you doing? I mean, it's it's the basis of competition. You know. How many times have we always heard in a boxing match the tail of the tape? You know, this guy's 232 pounds and 6'1". And, you know, it's human nature, and that's what you you aspire to be the guy, to be the champion, to be the reigning MVP, to be the leading rushing team in football, to be whatever, to have them lead the league in sacks, all those things. You know, how, how how full of nonsense is is that statement? And I'll, I'll tell you this: every every Monday morning we would come in and we we would look at a defensive chart on the wall that ranked all the defenses in the NFL. And you know what? For a long time we were at the very top. And you know what? It was a source of pride, motivation, inspiration, all those things. What if we never even thought about that? Oh well, we won. It doesn't matter how we play. No, it does matter. And for this not this this knucklehead to say that just tells you they're not on the right path. And they're it, not. It, it, you would. It's not that you want them to sit there and like, hey, okay, Patrick Mahomes has passed for eight thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven yards. That's what it's what it is coming in tonight's game. Seventy-three touchdowns, only seventeen interceptions, twenty-nine games, and then you want to list Trubisky eight thousand one ninety in more games. 39 of them, uh, that's 10 more games, 48 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. These well, are the stats. With all those numbers, guys, you know, and an announcer said something today, and a running back uh, fumbled the ball, and he goes, oh, but he was having some nice numbers. You know, with this fantasy football nonsense, everybody's into numbers. No, it's about efficiency and, and, and scoring points on offense and winning and you know what? The most the most impressive thing about Drew Brees on Monday night setting the all time touchdown record was they got into the red zone a number of times, and they're playing a crummy opponent, the Colts, and they were going to win. Instead of just saying, "Hey, we're going to go after the record for Drew Brees," they didn't. They gave it to Kamara a number of times down there, letting him try to run the ball into the end zone. They stayed balanced. They stayed within the team, the the framework of the team, and you know. It's almost like everybody's worried about numbers and this and that. The comparisons are what they are. Patrick Mahomes is a true NFL star. Anybody that thinks Trubisky can be that, you know, I don't know what to think about that. But like I said, you know, and the comparisons are, okay, the coach doesn't have to say, he said, hey, we're all trying to be great. Patrick Mahomes is great, and this kid's great. Don't say, oh, we don't compare. That's that's asinine. We would love to make Mitchell Trubisky an MVP like Patrick Mahomes. That is our goal for Mitchell Trubisky. That is still our goal. We, we would love to make him. No, he's got to do it himself. Fair enough. Fair enough. We would like to help him. Let, 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 me, let me work the language. 
it's amazing what Patrick Mahomes has done. Youngest MVP at 23 since Marino did it in 1984 at that age. We would we we are setting our goals high, and 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 yes. Uh, this is something that we are striving for. It'll be totally fine. And they're going to be compared tonight. We know that's the case. Oh, we're going to get sick of it by the halftime. But, yeah. but regardless, the point is, forever and a day, they will be compared. And Trubisky was drafted first, second overall, way ahead of him and, and, and Watson. And that right there is, that's the crux of the whole thing. In apples to apples world, he should be a lot better than he is. What I'd quickly like to see, open up that offense again. I've said it about four <laughs> times, and I'd say it again. Nagy, please get out of the way and let's try to go after let's try to go after the Chiefs and let's try to score points and throw that damn football down the field. And let's look at those numbers after the game. Let's have a comparison and see how we look after we open it up. That'd be fun to do. We'll do it on the postgame show, I promise you. Win in uh Madison. Welcome to seven twenty WGN. What's up, Win? When? When are you there? Paging three, two, one. When is not there? When? When we we had you, my friend. We were we were giving you the opportunity. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. That is the phone number. Uh, if you do want to get in here, Adam Hogue is coming on up. And again, we will be on after the uh, the football game tonight at seven twenty. I just got popcorn oh, in my throat. Obi. Oh yeah. Well, absolutely. You know what? And I just. You know, could the Bears win? You know, uh, actually, anybody could win at any time. I've seen, you know, great teams that have lost one or two games uh, play against teams that have won one or two games, and and guess what? They beat you. It happens. But, again, I just... Did you just pick the Bears to win? Did I just hear that? I think you just did. If, here, if they unleash this kid, get him out of the pocket and... Play it like you're supposed to play. I don't know of how to say it, folks. I see it. I view the game. I understand the game. I know what it takes to be a world champion. And and you're what they've been doing is holding this kid, holding him back, holding him back. Is it because they re- realize he's not an accurate passer and we can't even go there? And if, in fact, that is what it is, wow. Pace. The general manager, if in case, if in fact that is the case, what a disaster, folks. Well, that part of it we have not teed up, which is, you know, you look at what the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid has that the Bears don't have. You look at the tight end, elite, Travis Kelsey, one of the best in the games. You look at Tyreek Hill. I mean, you have... Go up and down in the league, and they all have tight ends. What team does... Excuse me. Yes, we do. We have seven tight ends that were active. Seven. And if you put all seven together, you still wouldn't make a starter. You wouldn't, although... Well, see, and th- th- therein is, is the crux of the problem. You say, well, they've got this and they got that. Well, it's been two years now that Nagy has been here. If he doesn't know what he needs and he hasn't conveyed that to his best buddy, <clears throat> Ryan Pace, then, okay, there's a, there's a real big disconnect. Because you and I both know that... Hey, for you to become great at anything, you've got to find the right ingredients. And if we don't have them, then who does that fall on? That's Ryan Pace. You wonder the reason why we're at where we're at, an integral part of an offense (laughs) the last several years because of the rules, whatever it gives you, is a tight end. You see all the major teams that are really good, and what they have, they have a pretty damn good tight end. Not seven people that can't play the position. 
and that's just what we got. We've got an offensive threat. We got wideouts. We've got running backs. We got a quarterback. But we have one of the most important positions on an offense to strike, to go for a touchdown, tight end. We don't have one on this team. Not one. And, and you know what? Really, the, the really sad part about it is with the accuracy deficiency of Trubisky, a tight end that has, you know, that can present himself is the easiest of all throws. Right. And why wouldn't you want to give it? Yeah, again, so much of this is just it, it's head scratching. I wanted to ask you about Mitch's comment about not rolling out more run and draw screens, that sort of stuff. You said you hadn't heard about it. Yeah. Uh, have you talked to him about it since? Then? Is there any. Zero. Nope. I, I really haven't. I haven't, so. Am I, should I? No, I mean, if he has those thoughts during a game, he tells them to you. Yes or Absolutely. We, yes. I mean, that, that's. Uh, that's, exactly. we're, very, we're very, very open with each other. There you go. That was Matt Nagy being questioned by our guy Patrick Finley over the Sun-Times. Hey, uh, yo, Mitch said after the game against the Packers that he wanted to get out of that pocket a little bit more. By the way, Ed Obradovich has been saying that on 720 WGN. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard about that. That's what he asked him on Monday. Then he followed up later in the week. That was Wednesday. But did you see here, here his wisecrack remark, what you just said? Should I? Should I? You think that's not a, a fireback? Well, at Finley, huh? You can make book on it, my friend. Well, that's hey. Let's get a little bit of fire here. I, you know, every time, the, but, 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 folks, let me let me just preface this. Yeah, we're not saying run a, a, a bootleg every play. You cannot do that. It's just a matter of times. Defenses are smart and active, and they will find. Them. But that dimension, think of it as as four wheels on a car. Okay, and the screen and draw. Uh, you know, portion of the offense is, is one wheel. The deep throws is another wheel. The running game is a wheel. And then there's another one that it would be the bootleg and play action. And we're running right now with two, maybe at best three wheels at any one time. So we have to be more diversified and more balanced. But the one part of the quotient that Trubisky would excel in is the one we're not doing. That's what we're saying. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah. What, 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 what a, what a great play is. To the strong side, a sprint out to the strong side. Why strong side? Tight end designates it. So whoever the defensive end is called, or if the linebacker's in there, you have containment. So all you have to do is have that offensive tackle fire it out, stymie him, and chip block with the tight end, have the tight end release, and do a six-yard flare out. And when you got the sprint out, He'll be looking down the field or for the backside coming across. If they don't, he's got the outlet right to the tight end. Why? Because he can get out and around the defensive end. Why? Because he chipped him, he held him in there, and the tackle would take care of him. It's a great play to have, folks. Well, let's bring in Adam Hogue, who loves this level of football conversation right here. Don't you, Adam Hogue? That, that, I, oh, I, <laughs> I, I do. I feel like Adam Hogue just got so excited right there. Uh, all right, so all right, we're we're, we're we, we played the, the Patrick Finley moment with uh, with Manegi. You had your own uh, questions this week as well, Adam Hogue. It, it seems like though that everything was kind of friendly between the, the media and the head coach this week. It wasn't too super contentious from what I could tell. That was that that answer was was it? Yeah, you did. Uh, right I don't know. Was. I think, you know, I think deep down uh, Nagy realizes that he needs to do some self-reflection this offseason to to figure out how to come back uh, better next year, both uh, as a play caller and 
Uh, not, I think it runs deeper. I think it runs to, to some of the things we've talked about where they're when they're scrambling midway through the season to try to find an offensive identity, like they're they were literally installing I formation plays that weren't in the playbook back in, in July and August. So, you know, I, I think that the playbook needs to be condensed um, and stick to more of the stuff that you, you saw work this year and come back with more of that instead of this, you know, 7,000 play uh, book that's obviously not only the quarterback, but I think the offensive line, too, has struggled um, to, to operate consistently throughout the entire season. And I think that's when you go back to what Trubisky said last week at Lambeau Field after the game, you know, he was talking about those bootlegs and all that stuff that we've talked about all season, but more so in the context of his old line rather than just himself. And so I think that that's where Nagy understands that, that he, you know, this stuff needs to be fixed in the off season in these next few months when he's alone, when he's got, you know, his staff – looking over the tape and figuring out what worked this season and what didn't. Bears reporter Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field right now. Uh, news tonight, Prince Amukamaru is going to play, and of course we all know that Akeem Hicks was ruled out yesterday. Adam, anything else breaking tonight? Uh, not, not, uh, not on the Bears' side. On the Chiefs' side, LaShawn McCoy is inactive, which was a little bit of a, a surprise, but Damian Williams is back. So I don't, know, I don't think that really matters all that much. When I'm interested in with Prince being active, how much does he actually play? Because, you know, that's a spot right now where Prince Amukamara not might not be back next season. And you have a young kid in Kevin Tolliver. I think you need to know what he can do. So, uh, you know, is that going to be – is that playing time tonight going to be split? Does Tolliver actually play and start? Uh, well, that, those are the things we have to wait until game time to, to really see. Because, honestly, I'd play the young kid just to see what he could do. How much do you expect Khalil Mack to play? Oh, I expect him to be full go. Okay. I think uh, I, I think in that you know unless um, unless my sort of theory I brought up a few times this season that he might not be a hundred percent. Maybe they limit him a little bit, but um, no, you know, guys, I think they want to go out and win this one. I think they want to win this one for Matt Nagy against Andy Reid, and, and I think that there's guys on this team that that want to go out and and help their quarterback look good against Patrick Mahomes because they're not stupid. They know what everyone's saying out there, and it's all true and fair, but um, you know, I think they want to help Trubisky play well tonight against the guy that the Bears passed on. Hey, Adam, it, it, if what you just said is right and true, what you just said, how sad is that? Want to win this game against Patrick Mahomes, against Kansas City, this game. What about the other 15 games? That's the sad thing, Adam. Well, and, and Adam, let me just throw this at you also. Now, we know, and again, uh, this has been pretty heavy, uh, you know, jump on Trubisky night here at WGN. And, you know, we, we want him to do well, but unfortunately we're bracing for what is expected. Here's, here's the one thing that I think you and I both know. Last year, after watching Mahomes light it up on a Sunday, we played the Rams that night. And I said it in the pregame. I said, let's hope that Trubisky doesn't go out and try to become little Mahomes and do it. And he almost did. And he threw three interceptions and he played miserably. So do you think after watching all these young quarterbacks light it up all weekend, yesterday, today, do you think we're going to see a little bit of that too? 
I, I just think that you're going to hopefully see the guy that's been building some decent performances the last six weeks. You know, I'd say that four out of those six, I always like to put it like in these terms. So is he a quarterback you can win with or win because of? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback that they, the Kansas City Chiefs win because of. Mitch Trubisky has either been a guy that the Bears are able to win with or they're losing because of for most of his career. There's been a couple exceptions lately. I think four out of the last six weeks, he's been a win-with guy, but against the Lions and against the Cowboys in that two-week stretch, he was the guy that was actually lifting his teammates up and they were winning because of. And then it went back to the, you know, last week, and that was obviously not the case. So um, that's what I want to see. It just can he continue to build on this, 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 what he's done the last six weeks. I don't know that it needs to have anything to do with what other quarterbacks are doing around him or even what the guy across the field is doing uh, tonight. But, you know, everybody's human, and that is hard to ignore. You know, Adam, I, I understand and I hear what you're saying, and it's, and it's a positive thing that you're saying. But let's go back to who they played. They played the Detroit Lions. Detroit yep. Lions, who won three games. We played them twice. We played the New York Giants. That at the time won two games, and we played the Dallas Cowboys at home, which was a six and six team. So, and everybody wants to put all these great accolades of, of, of all. Well, he's gotten better. It's all this. I don't think that happens against New England. I don't think that happens against this team. I don't think that really happens because I'll tell you what, to 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 put him like he's done some led this team on some crusade of them getting better, the minute they got challenged, they failed again in Green Bay. So I, I don't buy it, Adam. I really don't. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I, I mean, I certainly won't dismiss the schedule. Um, you know, right. he, he didn't right. get the job done you. against the Rams, and he didn't get the job done against the Packers last week. I don't think he played horrible in those games like earlier in the year, but you got those are games you got to win, and, and obviously the Bears didn't do that. And So here's another one tonight against a good opponent, and we're just going to have to see how he plays. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the the Chiefs' defense and specifically their pass rush. You know, last week, Trubisky was, you know, kind of clobbered in the pocket a, a number of times, got out, made a, a, a couple of plays. But I think we're going to see again tonight, especially on the right side over there with Coward and uh, Cornelius Lucas, the, the Chiefs, they're, they've traditionally been one of those bend don't break defenses, but Steve Spagnuolo has really kind of got them playing better. They're 18th in the league now. Last year they were 29th, and they made it yeah. a play away from going to the Super Bowl. Do you think we're going to have uh, our hands full tonight with that Chiefs pass rush? I do. I mean, my problem with this game tonight is that I just don't expect the Bears off. All this talk we've just had, I do not expect the Bears offense to really have much success tonight moving the football. I think they have too many issues on their side of the ball. The offensive line, I just just not good enough for me. They don't have a tight end. The other team has Travis Kelsey. Um, and I, you, exactly what you just said, Hamp, this Chiefs defense has been improving. I think they've only allowed 10 points per game over the last month or so. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, that's better than what the Bears have been doing, actually. And the Bears have allowed the fewest points in the NFC this season. So uh, it's a tough matchup, and I just think the blueprint's out there right now on this offense 
uh, and it goes back to even to OB, what you're saying, it, you know, it, to me it doesn't fall all on Mitch because when they play better opponents, those better opponents have the blueprint on the entire scheme. And, and that goes back to week one with what the Packers uh, it, did to the Bears and did again last week against them. So I don't really care if the numbers show that the Bears should be able to run the football against the Chiefs. They were supposed to run the football last week against the Packers, too, and it just didn't happen. I don't think they're good enough up front. Adam, we'll talk to you after the game. And by the way, we, uh, we're going to save a sandwich from Bartolini's. They just arrived here, and we have a beautiful uh, dinner. So we're going to make you a plate, my friend. Are you in? Yeah, can I drive over there and watch with you? <laughs> we'd love <laughs> for you to. Uh, $21.95, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> we'll see you after the game, Adam Hogue. All right, guys. Talk to you after the game. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. Bartolini's family-owned and operated the best Italian cuisine in Chicago and shipping to all 50 states. Bartolini's, B-A-R-T-O-L-I-N-I-S dot com for more. Danny, they they got a lot of reporters in this town, sports reporters. I got to tell you what. Uh, give it a, uh, since, give it up for since, Adam Hogue. Since, since being, being over here, I'm going to tell you what. I'm impressed with this kid. I'll tell you what. He does have knowledge. And he also has an understanding of the game and how it's to be played at this level. The kid's a pro. He's a true pro. He's great. I think the world of him. He does a wonderful job. That's... Uh, that's very nice of you to say, Obi. Adam, 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 Adam and his family appreciate it. And, and you know, I like what he was saying. You know, tradi- you know, traditionally we break down games. Okay, this matchup, that matchup. But the, uh, the one unit tonight that I'm most concerned about is the offensive line. And at some point, they're going to have to learn how to run block. They haven't done it yet. All right, coming on back here, we'll update you on the games of today, including a big one with Dallas and the Eagles that's gone final. And we'll give you our predictions for tonight. Bears and the Chiefs coming up from Soldier Field. We're with you till 7 on 720 WGN. He grew up in a sports background with his dad being a Major League Baseball player. So he had that. He came into a, to a place in Kansas City where he, he had a, a good nucleus there of players that, that, had, that knew the offense pretty well. So he was in, in a lot of different areas. So, um, and then he's a hard worker. That was Matt Nagy talking about Patrick Mahomes and the situation he came into in KC, which, uh, if you think about it, the situation that Mitchell Trubisky, which he's not saying, he came into a situation here where the Bears had paid Mike Glennon a ton of money. He was expecting to play. Then he proved that he couldn't play. You had a coach that was on his way out in John Fox. That wasn't ideal. And then I came in. So, hey, maybe you want to take a little bit off the plate as far as the criticism on Mitchell Trubisky, considering where... What Mahomes had versus compared to what Trubisky has had, which is why he's trying to build some optimism that, hey, as he gets more time, and I know it will be your night. This guy needs to sell timeshares. Let me tell you this. <laughs> How much do you think Mahomes would like to play with a defense like he had? We got you think here. Mahomes would play and an offensive game plan from week to week that Nagy puts out there? He'd burn it. Answer that question. You think Mahomes would? He'd stand for that? So you're saying that Patrick Mahomes, if Nagy gave him the, the, the play calls, he'd be like, we're not doing this and we would challenge if him? If we switch pl- game plans tonight. Okay. You think Patrick Mahomes po- is going to take Nagy's game plan? Mark. With well, it's the those- coach, though. What's he going to do? Oh, Jesus. You know, look. Th- 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 what do you mean? What, what Johnny Unitas did? What Bart Steyer did? Just improvise. Okay. And what Aaron Rodgers just did. Coach, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe. What the hell are you talking about? No, and, and again, I hate to say it, but we almost expected this. But I remember 
after I think it was week eight, I was listening to Dave Ragone, the quarterback coach, and they were talking about this very thing. Patrick Mahomes had done something pretty spectacular, and and uh, they asked you know, Ragone, "What do you think? You know about you know the the two trajectories of Trubisky versus Mahomes?" Blah, blah blah. Oh, we we. It's almost like. You know, they, they're ostriches and stick their head in the ground. They don't want to look around. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't know what's going on. We don't, we don't compare people. We don't think about that. I mean, the nonsense that they try to, you know, the feed the bear fans. And they, the bad part is they treat us like we're imbeciles. And you know what? We all, we all, especially with this, you know, Stat pro- proliferation of the uh, fantasy world. Everybody knows what every little kids know all about these stats. And you're going to tell me they don't they don't pay any attention. It's it's ridiculous. The the point that I'm trying to get to is if if you go all the way up to the top and you look at the organization as a whole and you're bringing in a quarterback and you want to set him up for success. Did the bear? And I'm not saying he would have been a great quarterback, to Ob. But did the Bears set? Mitchell Trubisky, who played 13 games of college football up for success, bringing him in here with a coach who was a lame duck, putting him behind Mike Glennon, who couldn't play, rushing him on the field because your free agent signing was awful. That's on Ryan Pace. All of it was not in the best interest of developing a quarterback. They did a terrible job with him. That's That was wonderful what you just said. But the fact of the matter is, if Trubisky to be drafted in that position, those words mean nothing. Because what takes over when he comes into training camp, he comes in here with all those great credentials, and if he is, he can back that up, then he does it. So you mean, like, did the words hurt him and take him back and all that? No, they didn't. But, I mean, it's, it's great what you just said in explaining that, but that meant nothing to Trubisky. That would mean nothing to Patrick Mahomes. They let the, their, their work do their talking for him. Which is, by the way, another point that you just made there will be you should know what you were like putting him into should we take the guy who's got the least amount of experience and hope that we're gonna uh, we're gonna make him accomplish or should we take the guy mark who, I've who's, said who's, this, who's I've ready said this to play it's called a blunder years. it's a blunder just yeah. call it what it is it's a blunder it's a reach they again ryan pace thinking he was going to draft a six seven tight end from nowhere and make him into the next gronk and that kid's basically got a you know foot out the door what is his name? Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen. Ashland College. And here he is taking a, an offensive coordinator that just blew a playoff game, and yet we're not going to look at that. We're going to project him because I think I'm smarter than everybody else, and this is the guy that I think I can project to become the next great coach. That's right. the other thing with Nagy. He thinks he can outsmart, outsmart any other coach in the National Football League with his trick plays, with all his his the goofy things that he does, he thinks he's a genius. He really does. There was a lot of times this year where he's like, "Well, we can't do that because they knew that we were going to be running." Hey, man, if it's successful, you don't have to you don't have to prove everybody how smart you are with some magical thing. Let me but, tell you, when you go back in a day like Jim Brown when he ran, when Walter Payton ran, what like the opponents didn't know that Walter <laughs> Payton was going to run the football? You got to stop them. Yeah. I mean, that's laughable. And when you have a great quarterback that can throw the football, what is that? Is is that a mystery? You know the ball's going to be thrown in the air. A runner's going to run the ball. You put your defenses to stop. If you can stop them, fine. More often than not, guess what? You can't stop the great ones. 
you know, one of the, one of the hidden parts of this whole equation and, and uh, our insistence that it's ridiculous for Trubisky to, to have not played at least five or six series in the first two or three games anyway of the preseason. And you're saying, oh, big deal. Let it go. You're, you're, you're old fashioned. No, no, no. Part of the reason I think, I think, if you talk to people that watched every practice, and I know people that were there for every practice, and they don't practice like we did, but they said he was horrid in practice, throwing interceptions, I remember making that. bad reads, yep. making horrible throws. You know, it was almost like instead of thinking somehow, some way, we got to get him out there and make him better, they're going to hide him, keep him under wraps. Remember that was the mantra: we're keeping everything under wraps to spring it on the Packers. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's they sprung it, it. Yeah, it sprung for one touchdown in two games. That's his. He's a flawed coach. He's a his system is flawed, and it's been going on for two years since he's get, since he's been here. He can't figure it out. Why would you trade Jordan Howard, who I thought was one hell of a runner, had a problem catching a ball, but you trade him and get rid of him for a sixth round draft choice? What are you thinking about? Keep that kid here. You draft Montgomery out of Iowa State, supposed to be a great runner. Now you got a one-two punch. What are you thinking about? Trade Jordan Howard, and he's with the Eagles, and you get a sixth-round pick. He's a hell of a lot better than you getting a sixth-round pick. That's another mistake by this outfit. You know, the irony of all of this, and it's just moments away for us leaving the air, I just want to say, this BU, we heard him say it a minute ago, that Andy Reid taught him to to be himself, BU. He's trying to make Trubisky into something he's not. He's not letting Trubisky be whatever he could be by not adapting the offense to him. Does that make sense? Well, it's the same thing that's with Jordan. In, that's the irony of this whole equation. Right. Well, it's the same thing with Obi's teeing up with, with Jordan Howard. Hey, man. How do you get rid of him? You, that running back doesn't fit into our system. Dude, what got, system? Right, right. You, 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 you take the talent that you have and you put it to develop it. Right, as best as, and 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 Nagy has struggled with that. He's uh, not letting anybody be themselves. He's trying to uh, in whatever well, offensive concept that he that he thinks he's going to make. It's not working. And the reality is too. He's he's going nowhere. So hopefully he learned a lot this year. But all that being said, it doesn't sound like it. Hey, all that being said, I saw a bunch of teams play their guts out today. The four worst teams in football, they went into overtime. They were scratching and clawing. Let's go out there and scratch and claw these Chiefs tonight and see if we can't find a way to wreck their season. 20 seconds. Give me scores real quick. What do we got? 25 10 Chiefs. I, 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 I'm, no, I have no idea. Pulling for the Bears to win, but. Only they got to move out, pal. Let it go. We will see you for the post-game show. Karen Conti's coming up right now. We're here at 1037-20 WGN.